0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. My name's Cameron Walker, and I am the owner and founder of The Coffee Nook, the cafe that produces this podcast. The Daily Grind, we look at our regular customers here at The Coffee Nook, and we look into those that have a business and their journey in business so far, and I pull out their challenges and their story, and really find out what's got them to where they are. Now this week, we went a little bit off course. I was talking to a friend, and they suggested that I get my dad on the show. So I had a chat to my father about his businesses. You guys can have a listen to his story, see how maybe I got some inspiration for what I'm doing today and some of his advice for those starting out. Jump in and have a listen to this one. Daily Grind listeners, welcome back to another episode and this week we are joined by a very special guest. I was talking to a friend the other week and they said to me, when are you going to get your dad on the show? And I thought, what a great idea. I've grown up around business in my family and see my parents go through a lot of different businesses. So I thought who better to get on the show than someone who's been doing it for over 35 years uh, in the industry that I'm in as well. So today we welcome my father Andrew to the show. Welcome dad. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you son. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Um, Let's focus on the most recent venture that you're on at the moment, Book to Cook. Tell our listeners a little bit about what Book
1: to Cook is. Um, book to cook I, I suppose, is an incubator for start-up food businesses. Um, our aim is not just to put people in a kitchen. They can come and hire the kitchen on an hourly basis, but uh, it's not just about putting people in, in a kitchen. Um, primarily, they can come and hire the kitchen. They can save themselves some money because it is very expensive starting up a food business. Um, and thereby just paying an hourly rate as opposed to taking out a six or 12 month lease on a commercial kitchen. Um, And it's not always easy to find a commercial kitchen to hire anyway. Mm. Um, So as I said, we give them the kitchen space, um, but we also try and give them more than that. We try to create a community whereby um, we get involved with their business. If they want help, we don't interfere with their business, Um, but we do the whole process from helping them get their food license, which is a bit daunting to people when they're starting out, um, and then helping them along the way the door is always open for advice um, I run mentoring sessions for people that want one-on-one with their business um, etc so as I said we're just trying to help people grow their food businesses and that's what book to cooks about um, At the end of the day fulfillment for our business is seeing people succeed um, and although it might sound a bit strange um, it's our success if people actually grow too big for our kitchen mm. and move out and go on to their own business so.
0: Give us an indication of the different types of customers that you get in the kitchen.
1: Uh, look, there's a, there's a whole range of customers. Uh, the obvious one, I, I suppose, is people cooking for markets. So we do have, have a few people doing that. Um, but then we have other people that are, are selling their, their uh, food products online. Um, we also have training organisations that, that come in. So whether they're training for Cert 3 or Cert 4. Courses. Um, our kitchen is large enough to be able to do that, so they can they can have groups of ten to twelve students in there. Um, occasionally, we, we have uh, maybe businesses that want to do bonding sessions for their uh, their employees. Um, so yeah, it's a whole range, whole mix of, of, of people using the kitchen for various purposes. And what's the
0: strangest request that you've had for people to use the kitchen?
1: Strangest request? I had a few. Um, yeah. Look, I, I suppose the first strange one we we had was um, someone that wanted to make dog food i guess um and I, i'm not sure exactly what the uh unique i think it was more sort of org- organic Raw dog think. Yeah, yeah yeah um i they're, they're not with us anymore but um we i did have someone else come in the other day that wanted to do dog food again i think it was from an aspect of uh sort of the the pure food with no preservatives and that sort of thing and and i think more sort of to you ate healthy animals and that sort of thing. so Even if dogs, prob-
0: are, dogs are getting on the organic train these days. <laughs>
1: exactly, yes.
0: <laughs> um, it's a fairly unique concept, renting your kitchen out to people to come in and hire it by the hour. Where would that inspiration come from to start the business?
1: Uh, I don't know if i call it inspiration because it, it, it came sort of out of necessity. Um, we, we had a catering business in there that, that was quite large. Um, How and many? We, we had about twenty odd staff in there. We yep. had a, from stemming from sort of a, a head chef, a pastry chef, uh, a kitchen manager, supervisors, etc. Um, sometimes running day and night shifts, etc. So it was it was quite a large catering business. Um, but through various reasons, which I won't bore your listeners with, um, we uh, ended up having to downsize. Um, there was a couple of major contracts that, that we lost through no fault of our own. Um and therefore we ended up with this, this large kitchen um which we'd purpose built for our purposes back in the day um that we had to try and fill. Um so my good wife suggested maybe we should get some other um people to come in and, and share the kitchen. I, at first I was a bit hesitant about that. I thought do we want strangers in our kitchen? We've got our food products around, etc. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway at the end of the day necessity meant that we had to pay the bills, so we stuck a small out on Gumtree. Um, I think this was about three years ago, something along those Close lines. Close four, I think. Four, okay. Yeah. You know better than I do. Um, <laughs> I was still at uni, that's how I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, we Yeah, so we put this small ad on, on Gumtree and just sort of said some uh, we, that we had, had a commercial kitchen, we had some space to rent, was anyone interested, basically. And within the space of a couple of weeks, I think we counted up, we had around about 80 responses and it was phenomenal. Mm, wow. Because at that particular stage, there was no one else in Brisbane doing it um so yeah we were sort of blown away so we we sort of developed the idea from that and looked at that and then i i thought oh i wonder if anyone else is doing this if they're not doing it in queensland and i sort of jumped on the internet and had a look and and realized there was some businesses doing it down in melbourne and sydney so Mm. i thought oh obviously there is a sort of business concept business idea here and we sort of developed it and then obviously through my personal um, experience in the industry I thought oh well maybe we can develop it so it's sort of developed and, and grown and it, it, it's still growing we're still looking at what we can do to, to enhance the business etc
0: tell us a little bit the, about the catering how did that start and how, how, how long how
1: long was that or has that been running for the catering The catering business um, I can't remember exactly I think it was early early 90s um, basically I, I'm a chef by trade I did my training in, in Sydney Um, came up here and somewhere along the way my original idea was to become a hotel manager but I sort of outgrew that because part of my training was was a chef and I sort of discovered a bit more of a passion for for cooking food etc so I developed a a passion for maybe sort of having my own business. And I I think um, because our our family, well, my wife, Karen's your mother, (laughs) Uh, family has had their own business. I sort of thought, oh, maybe it's something I I could do, but maybe on on the food side of things. So after sort of working in their business um, for a little while, I thought, yeah, maybe that's an idea I could do. Um, And we were approached by a a family, who then said, um, look, a, a contract has come up for uh, caterers at the Wynnum Golf Club. Um, are you interested? And we sort of, yeah, decided, yes, we'd do that. So we did that for a year and then it sort of grew from there. So mm. I guess that's the origins and start of the catering business.
0: And you said you got up to about 20-odd staff at one stage, which we know you did. How do you manage that many staff when you're at that level? Imagine it—you know—managing a team's not easy.
1: Uh, it's I was not... young; I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think managing kids at home was probably more of a challenge. <laughs> um, now, look—it's. Uh... As, as they say, uh, the more staff you have, the more problems you have in, in your business, but it, it's all about sort of how you're managing it. And look, it, 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 we've learnt along the way how to deal with it, and, and we've made mistakes, and there's things looking back that we, how we handle staff situations, etc. Um, and having that volume of, of, of staff, you're always going to have issues, whether the, they bring their personal issues to work or whether there's, there's internal conflicts etc so um, there has been a lot that we've had to deal with but it's, it's like any business you learn you make mistakes and you grow from making those mistakes. Um, to answer your question I, I guess it's probably more about sort of having a, a structure in place so because we structured the kitchen with, with having various degrees of um, management from a head chef and a, and a kitchen manager etc who, who were very good um, we were able to sort of use them to manage it and then we sort of dealt with anything that they, they couldn't handle. How do systems evolve as the
0: business grew in the catering?
1: Uh, systems. Well, I suppose in, in the beginning, I was a bit naive to, to having systems, mm. and as I've, I've I think grown most people and, are. Yeah, they are. Um, and and obviously, having learnt that myself, it's now It's now part of the knowledge I can impart to our, our book to cook customers in our in our mentoring system sessions. Um, look, I I don't really. Um, I, I guess the systems sort of grew by themselves. It was not something I was fairly conscious of in terms of creating systems. Um, I did know that we had to be organized and, and one of the things that we, we did as caterers and got a reputation for was that we were always on time, which for our business is, is very important it 's not like um, if you're delivering furniture or stationary supplies or anything, if you, if you get there an hour or two later, it's not the end of the world. But with us catering, we were catering for people having meetings. And if they had their lunch break at, at 10, 10, 10 o'clock, morning tea break at 10 o'clock, or their lunch break at 12 o'clock, we had to make sure that the food was ready mm. for them. So I, I guess in a way we developed our systems around that. So we developed our delivery systems. Um, to make sure that our driver's left on time. So I would calculate how long it would take them to get into the city, how long they'd take to do each delivery, so that we make sure that we got to every single person on time. Uh, And I I guess as far as the the internal operations, the kitchen, it was probably more our our head chef um, that developed the systems along the way. Mm. Um, Originally, before I had a head chef, I knew what I was doing, we only had a small team, but then as we grew and we put on on management staff, they sort of developed the systems in in, in the Mm. kitchen in conjunction with me, so. So it sounds like you're in catering and logistics with your drivers going around. Not, not just <laughs> oh, catering. that was, yeah, I think at one stage we had four vans, I, th- I think, and yeah. I was doing one delivery, and yeah, it was, yeah, it was quite a logistic uh, nightmare.
0: Speaking of nightmares, two young kids, new mortgage in a house when you started the catering. What were those times like?
1: Oh, memories. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Post traumatic. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I guess a lot of people go through it, and, and uh, especially if you are starting up your own business, people experience that. It, it's more about sort of the, the working hours, and it, it's you, you work seven days a week. Um, uh, your mother had to; she actually took a, a nighttime job mm-hmm. um, doing processing for, for, for a bank um, because we. And, and everyone's different. We felt we didn't want to put um, our boys into childcare. Um, that we wanted to be there for them when they came home from school and be there at night time and read them stories, etc. So that was our lifestyle choice to do that. So to earn the extra money, she, she went to work and did those hours. Um, I was probably working seven days a week, mm. um, doing functions on the weekend and, and doing the things during the day. So it's it's a lot of hours and a lot of hard work. But I, I guess back in the day, we, we were younger. It was 30, 40 years ago. Mm. Um, well, not when we had you, it was 30. 25 years ago uh but yeah look we we were younger so you're able to cope with it and it's just it's what you do um it's what you're faced with and it's what you do when you're when you're starting up a a, a new business so yes to answer your question yes it it was stressful and obviously mortgages etc There's the Mm -hmm. financial stress as well as the um the the day-to-day running of the business but i I guess when you're in the moment and if you're focused and and if you're passionate about your business that's, that's what you do as a
0: child, I did, didn't see it when I was that young. I didn't see the stress or anything, so he did well to hide it. That's good. Advice. I just, I, yeah, I just thought, oh, you know, Dad's going to work and he's got his own business, so he must be doing well. But you don't, when you're a kid, you don't see that side of things. So, what's the best piece of advice you've been given?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I really don't know because there's sort of been lots of advice, and, and I don't even know where I could specifically say I've. I've got advice from um it's probably more more in the later years i, I guess i've sort of taken on board advice and it, it's probably more um in, enjoy what you're doing uh, i think rather than any industry specific mm. advice in, in in general i'd say enjoy what you're doing if you don't enjoy what you're doing in your job then you need to to focus what you're doing because you are working for a considerable length of time mm. and if you're in an industry or a particular job you don't like um, I, I would say, look at doing something else. There's lots of opportunities, especially in today's society nowadays, people move around more than they ever did. Um, I mean, I, I was working in a particular job in, in the hotels towards the end um, that I really didn't enjoy. I was working with a, a general manager who wasn't great, didn't really have any many personal skills um, and I really wasn't in, enjoying the, the job. Um, so I was quite glad to get out of that industry and, and I guess once I got out and worked in your grandparents' squash courts, uh, I could see it was more fulfilling working in your own business and not having to be guided by someone else, I guess, that you sort of didn't respect, etc. So yeah, so I, I, I would say probably, yeah, just get out and do, and do what you do. Life's, life's too short, we're only on this planet for a short mm-hmm. time, so you need to do what you can do, what you enjoy doing
0: obviously you've had a lot of setbacks over the years with different things in the time you've been in with losing your major contracts um, starting all over again with book to cook what drives you to keep going?
1: I guess it's a it's a, a motivation and that probably links to what I said earlier about enjoying what you're doing um, you need to be motivated and inspired to do your, to do your job um, and that's what keeps me going um, and, and, and it's been different things throughout the years um, as I saw our catering business start to grow and we got up to that level of staff that we touched on earlier um that was fantastic and i thought wow i never thought i'd have a catering business this big um nowadays the catering business had scaled back we've gone from sort of having 20 odd staff to about three staff um but i i guess inspiration now is, is probably book to cook i guess um because i never thought my experience would count for anything but i, I, I get a real buzz um and inspiration by looking at these people coming in, starting up their food businesses. Uh, maybe there's some similarities to when I started up a business, but the fact that I can get in there and maybe give them some genuine advice and help them, um, that's something that really inspires me to, to, to keep going. Mm. Probably at an age where I should be looking at sort of retiring, but it's it's probably great now that I can, I can take a step back from both of our businesses because we've got good people um, working for us in the kitchen, um, running that side of it, so I can more To coin the old phrase work on my business instead of in my business and part of the bit that i do enjoy working on my business is is the mentoring side Mm. so um i think probably when i do the kitchen tours i start talking a lot because i talk to people about their businesses i get Mm. too enthusiastic and start suggesting ideas to them and this is what we can do and Mm. etc so yeah I, i think inspiration is probably seeing helping people grow their businesses
0: and on that what is your advice for anyone starting out in business
1: um, I think get the foundations right. I was, as I said, a lot of people. When I was saying to a lady that I spoke to yesterday. I said, don't don't rush into starting up your business. Um, build the foundations, and I was liking it. Um, As other people have done to to building a house Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't get the foundations of that house right eventually it's going to crumble and fall and something's going to happen Mm -hmm. so you're better off I've seen too many people rush in and get enthusiastic about the actual idea but there's a lot more to it when you're setting up a business Um, in that they need to spend time I'd rather people spend 3 months Setting up their business is looking at every single cost, getting it all right. No one is ever going to get it right in the beginning, mm. um, but you do as much as you can to set up your business um, and, and get it right. And the more you hard work you do in the beginning to build those foundations for your business, um, the more chance you've got of surviving a business and getting mm. through that first crucial first year.
0: And lastly, what's your favorite album of all time? <laughs> I know my, for those who don't know, my father is very much into music and gave me a lot of my musical knowledge, so, but I don't know what your favourite album is.
1: I don't know if I have a favourite album, um... Oh, come on, you've got to pick one. Uh, <laughs> um, I know you'd be surprised if uh, you probably think I was going to say an ACDC album, but it's, it's, that's probably not the truth, um... Look, probably Fleetwood Mac Rumors, which is a classic album, it's which I know album. both of you boys really enjoy listening to mm. and we put on the turntable the other got night. the vinyl for it? Yeah. It's a yeah. great album. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of good old albums. I'm a big fan of the old 70s music. So.
0: Well, Dad, thanks for joining us on the show and sharing your story with the listeners. Hopefully they've got something out of it and um, seeing that no matter what you go through, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. So thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, that wraps up another week's episode, guys. As always, thank you so much for sticking around until the end. And as always, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or on SoundCloud if you want to be alerted as soon as new episodes are released. And head over to The Coffee Nook at Facebook and on Instagram to keep up with what we get up to between episodes. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and I will speak to you next week.